Hi, Father Ian Van Giesen here. This is the Art of Living Well podcast, where I just take an opportunity to go a little bit deeper in subjects I cover on my website and I talk about on a regular basis. But it's just this is an opportunity to explore things a little bit more, have a little bit of a longer conversation, and kind of, you know, just flesh things out a little bit. So what I want to get into in this week's podcast is I want to get into the question of suffering, um, but from a slightly different angle. So I, I want to cover how suffering can be a great catalyst for growth. And I want to start off with a story about a friend of mine who many of you probably know. Um, his story is kind of well-known nationally. Um, his name is Father Philip Johnson. He had had a brain tumor um, before he entered seminary. And he always had a dream to be a priest. And then, long story short, he entered seminary, eventually would become a priest. And in a lot of ways, even now, serving as a priest, it's a little bit of a miracle because his his brain, is, his tumor hasn't gone completely into remission. But there's a sense that, that he's lived so long as a miracle. So early in seminary, we weren't even sure if he was going to live a year or two. He, was, he you know, had plenty of struggles. But I'll never forget, one night he explained to me a story of his encounter with Father Benedict Rochelle of the, the Capuchin Friars of Renewal. And there was a great insight that Father Benedict, uh, Father Rochelle, shared with Father Philip Johnson that became an important thing for me in my understanding of the role of suffering in the spiritual life. So Father Benedict Rochelle said to Father Philip, he said, and this was before he was Father Philip when he was just a seminarian, he said, Suffering is an. He didn't quite say it this way. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I, I wasn't there, but he expressed to Father Philip Johnson that suffering is an important catalyst for the spiritual life. That as we suffer, we move quickly. In this part, I'm fairly certain through the purgative, illuminative, and unitive. So there, there's something about suffering when embraced in the light of Jesus Christ that can be an important catalyst for growth. Um, you know, I've seen that in a lot of situations. What it, what it can be often the case is physical suffering, illness, things like that. If we turn to the Lord, if we practice that ongoing conversion, then what it helps us to do is it helps us to move deeper and deeper into contemplative prayer. So that's the basic story that Father Benedict Rochelle said to Father Philip Johnson. Now I want to kind of flesh that out a little bit, um, take my own little take on it. How do I understand that? So let's start off the purgative, illuminative, and unitive way. One of the key areas I see for growth in this movement between the three ages of the spiritual life is what St. Thomas Aquinas would call a movement from visible to invisible realities. That it's more and more we learn to dwell in the heart. We, we, move to, we learn to connect more immediately with grace. It's not that we ever leave behind the sensible world or leave behind the sense that we're incarnate beings, that we're, we're in a body, we're in flesh. But it's we get more and more in touch with the work of the Holy Spirit in a more intuitive, direct way. Um, and this is a little bit of a mystery. It's not simply a technique. It's not, it's, it comes from almost discerning on a regular basis. And it's also the work of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit begins to work in our hearts. So in a lot of ways, those transitions as we're going deeper into contemplative prayer can be particularly hard for people because a lot of times people are very attached to their old ways of praying. So early on, people may experience a lot of consolation with devotions or with vocal prayers and 
with different um, practices. And we always do vocal prayer. It's never that we leave them beside, but they experience a very sensible consolation. As they're led deeper into contemplative prayer, sometimes those older ways of praying can be a little bit frustrated or they, they, they don't quite satisfy the way they used to. And so well, how does suffering fit into all of this? What I've seen, I've experienced this in myself, is that all sufferings can lead us more into contemplative prayer because in a certain sense, we have to learn to adapt to it, how to connect with the stillness of the Lord, how to increase faith, hope, and love in the midst of suffering. And this draws us ever into the refuge of the heart, that place, that core of our being, that encounter with the Lord and the mystery of who we are, where we encounter the mystery of who God is, as they've often said in different... I'm kind of tying together things I've read in a certain sense, but kind of spontaneously. I'm not, I'm not citing any one work here particularly. So suffering teaches us to take refuge in the heart, to, teach, to, to seek the Lord with greater simplicity. Because it's almost like as we suffer, we are not able to rest in more discursive ways of thinking, or, or our, our thinking can be chaotic. We have to learn to enter more into the heart, and that's why it can be such a powerful catalyst. So I want to give you an example of this. Um, so I was another example. I, I was called in to talk, talk to a gentleman who had been suffering intensely. He had been um, he had lost his wife unexpectedly. And what had happened was he couldn't quite explain it, but it opened a door in his heart where he was unable to sleep anymore. He was unable to, he, 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 he was struggling to, to do basic things and he had a family to take care of. But the thing that struck me was a lot of other people had focused on the fact that he was suffering, which, which was true enough. But I also asked him, and this wasn't a confessional thing, I asked him, was he falling into mortal sin? seems like interesting question to answer, but a lot of times when people have intense suffering and they have intense problems, their go-to is things like drugs and alcohol, pornography. Um, they find ways of kind of numbing the pain of that intense suffering. But what he had said is, is that he, ha- he hadn't d- done those things. He hadn't been falling into mortal sin, into addictive patterns, sex, drugs, rock and roll kind of thing. But what he said is he said, it's like he, he, he was brought ever low and he said at the bottom, he found God. It's like God was waiting for him in the depths of his despair and his suffering. Um, I would say that that's a great metaphor for what St. John of the Cross would call the dark night of the soul. Now we have to be careful. The dark night of the soul, as St. John of the Cross describes it, and as I've come to understand it, and this is my own interpretation of it is it's not simply suffering and despair as such, but rather it's a suffering that leads us to a deeper encounter, to encounter the Lord in the depths of our being, where all of our, our, our will, our intellect, our memory is completely surrendered to God's presence and to that work of the Holy Spirit. So this story I gave you of the man who was suffering, who encountered God in the depths of his being, encountered the Lord in the depths of his suffering, at first, I'm not exactly sure if I would diagnose this as saying it was the dark night of the soul as such, but it was in that realm of experience of a purging suffering, a suffering that led him deeper into prayer. So whether it be the dark night of the senses or the spirit, there's all these technical definitions in St. John the Cross. I know when I'm diagnosing situations now, when I'm kind of thinking about them, what I've come to realize doing spiritual direction and, and doing confession and talking with so many people who are going through these transitions 
is I don't worry about diagnosing what what stage or what difference there is. Because what I found is, is the remedy is always the same. Greater prayer, greater faith, hope, and love. Greater listening to the work of the Holy Spirit. And intuitively trying to learn how the Holy Spirit is teaching you through what you're experiencing. So for me, the diagnosis is not as important because the response is always faith, hope, and love and greater surrender and even surrendering beyond our even our conscious way, allowing that surrender to, to penetrate even to the depths of our subconscious or the heart to our deeper self. So what I saw with this band is, is whether whatever stage of prayer it may be, it was clear that through his suffering, the Lord was leading him deeper. Of course, I think medical professions need to work to try to help alleviate that suffering, maybe help this guy get some more sleep and, and things like that. But from the spiritual perspective, the spiritual health perspective, he was actually in many ways doing really well. So we can talk about that too. One of the things I'm thinking about doing is as these podcasts grow now, we're recording a bunch of these um, early on and um, we'll probably do. So if people start to shoot questions, by the time you hear this, you know, I probably would have recorded this a while back. Um, so if you shoot us questions, we'll start to work into that. So what I want to do is maybe talk about some scenarios and about things I see in the way I see it, because there's the abstract principles of, of ascetical and mystical theology. There's St. John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila. But in, in terms of concretely applying it to people's lives, it's a little bit trickier than that. It's not always as direct and as clear cut as some might think. Um, but the whole point of this t- today's podcast was to talk about suffering as a catalyst for growth. So what's the good news for us um, as I've talked about this? And as we're kind of thinking about how do I apply this to my own life, the good news for each one of us is that we all have suffering. We all have moments where we struggle. But that if we can see those as a great gift, as a powerful opportunity to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ and to surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit, that's the good news for us today. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. Um, please subscribe. Um, also subscribe to our email on ianvanh at hotmail. That's my email. Um, please subscribe at ianvanhusen.com to our emails. Um, we'll be You'll get updates on the podcast, on video content, and we appreciate all the support. Even if it's just a few people, I just love the fact that I get to express myself and that there's people who want to hear what I have to say. So thanks, everybody. And uh This has been the Father Ian Van Houston at the Art of Living World podcast. God bless.